1: a really great future we're talking real money
2: hey everybody what's up i'm don that's tom what we hope is up is your portfolio since march unless you were one of those people who cashed out oops oops oh why did i do that oh yeah i panicked uh that's what we're here to keep you from doing we don't like panic it's bad for your wealth and your health so here's the deal you need help with money. We know you do. We know you need help with money. It's hard for most of us to deal with because we believe all kinds of mythical information, which we're going to talk about today. So here's the deal. We would love to help you out, but it requires you making the first move. Sorry, like, like dating, you got to make the first move. You got to call Feels like us. junior feels like junior yeah. high
3: school all over again. That's going to be painful. Tom please. and I
2: Tom and I are over there standing <laughs> against the back wall of the gym. <laughs> we, that's all, for sure. <laughs> all of you need to make the first move. Notice so, I'm getting sweaty again. Yeah, I'm not looking too good here. I know. I, I was just thinking about going. This is really <laughs> I uncomfortable. Take anything except that. Yeah, please. Yeah, I I got to tell you. I was I was that kid. Yeah, I well, I was that kid. I don't know about you. You probably weren't cuz you like played No, I
3: was definitely. I was very shy and You played I,
2: sports or stuff. I didn't.
3: Well, I did, but that didn't help.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I was me. I was the drama geek. So it wasn't... No, it, no that, that never works. Yeah, no, that well, never but works. I was popular with the drama kids who were all geeks.
3: Okay. Hey, sure
2: so um, give us a call. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Call during the show or call any other time and uh, we'll help you as much as we can. Speaking of myths. Yes. I was speaking of myths a minute ago.
3: You, you read our CV, huh? Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't even look at mine. Sorry. Anyway. There are a lot of myths promulgated, and many of them are promulgated by Wall Street. Now, we we believe in science, in research, in data, in good, solid, vetted information. And it's funny, the academics tend to... They actually, the information academics share tends to be so much simpler. You'd think it would be harder then it would be more complicated. But the professors of the world out there who study this stuff give really simple answers. And a couple of weeks ago in the, or a week or so ago, week, week ago in the Wall Street Journal, there was a piece by a professor at Santa Clara University, Glenn Klimek, um, oh, no, he's the Glenn Climate Professor of Finance, Dr. Statman. What's his first name? Yes, Dr. Dr. Statman, Dr. My, Statman, yeah, Stat, Dr. Statman, Stat, oh, sorry. Dr. Meyer Statman. And he wrote an article about some of the myths of investing. And there were a couple that really jumped out at us.
3: Yeah, well, and he didn't put the one in. I like that market goes up, market goes down. But in the long haul, the market goes up. But
2: well, but it, which is true. That is true. So it's not that's a myth. True. That's a fact.
3: I know. Sorry. I, so, but, okay, so let's just go through a couple of these because we don't have that much time to spend on all of them. But, I mean, is myth number one, diversifying a portfolio beyond 12 to 18 stocks. I thought you were just going to do one myth. Well, I'm, I'm going to say them all, but then we'll only take up two. Oh, okay. Is that okay? All, okay, all right. We'll, okay, I'll be me. very quick. That's all right. Diversifying a portfolio beyond 12 to 18 stocks offers no benefits.
2: That Untrue. Is that is not true. Okay, well, we need to tell them it's a, if it's a myth. It's a myth. Th-
3: thank you. That's a myth. Number two. Uh, owning a handful of stocks you know is safer, safer than a portfolio of thousands of stocks you don't know. Well, of course, I know them. That, I know. But beyond that, but just think if and you I, own a few I'm of smart. something or if you own more of something, which is riskier? Uh, it has but, to be the fewer. No, it's
2: my intelligence that wins, it wins has the to, day. By
3: the way, how many times have people told you, Motley Fool, invest in what you know, right? Peter Peter Peter, you go to Starbucks every day? Well, you know that company because they make coffee. Oh, that's right. They make tea in China. Uh, Did you know great companies like Washington Mutual? Did you know great companies like Enron or WorldCom? Sure you did.
2: Delta Airlines,
3: General Motors. And, And speaking of did you know, do you know Amazon? Do you really know how they make money? Hint, it's not bringing things to your house. You don't know these companies. They're huge. They're dynamic. They're, ch- they're chained. They buy. No, you don't know them. You don't know how they operate. You don't know generally how they make money. And you have no idea what the future is going to look for them. So owning stocks, you know, is not safer than a portfolio of thousands of stocks you don't know. Wow. Thank you for
2: setting me straight on that one. I feel really better? feel better now because I thought I was smarter than everybody else.
3: <laughs> Pick only the yeah. stocks that go up. <laughs> don't own the other ones. Mo- oh, here's one of the
2: problems, though, with that myth. Uh, it, it it feeds right into people's belief that they are superior to everyone else. I am superior. I know more than these other people know. You don't. You need to get over that. Eight five five nine three five 935
1: talk Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: You've heard that about 99% of all financial advisors are not always required to act in your best interest. You've probably been pitched financial products by all manner of friends and relatives, and the investing you have done is probably a hodgepodge of ill-fitting pieces that are doing little to provide the financial security you need. If you're looking for a 100% pure fiduciary, and we'll put that in writing, low-cost, fee-only advisor who always puts you first, give Vestory a call at 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004. Or visit us online at vestory, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot <coughs>
1: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: And we want to help you make more of that real money. We want to make this a lot easier to deal with than most people make it. Because it really is pretty easy. I mean, there are a lot of myths and misinformation spread about the the process of investing, um, and some of it is even kind of well-meaning. There was a guy, a guy named John Bogle, kind of started a mutual fund company that got a little did pretty well for himself. Yeah, did a little and others. It got a little on the large side, but he used to always say, "Just own an index fund. You have enough diversification." And basically, he was always saying, "Own the S and P 500. You're good. That's what he You're said." Good. Uh, well, this professor, Professor Meyer Statman, Stat, uh, says that that's a myth, owning an index fund. And we believe that's a myth. So we kind of agree with Professor Statman. Uh, the S&P 500 is more diversified than owning a couple of stocks like Tom was talking about, you know, his idea. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> only buy the stocks Only buy the stocks up. that Only buy
3: the companies you know. That's it. it
2: his his recommendation is hmm, tell me if this sounds familiar to you please those interested this is a quote quote those interested in building a diverse portfolio might start with three index funds Hmm. a total u.s stock fund a total international stock fund
3: we're making progress
2: and a total bond
3: fund Wait a minute. Don't we tell people? Well, actually, now you can just own one, the wax and the and b- booklets. Yeah. Careful the way boot you boot say Bootlets.
2: Uh, from there, he says. <laughs> in. Okay. St- Editors. That goes. All right. Just so you know. I'm the editor. I'm keeping it. From there, <laughs> investors can fine tune based on their individual needs and goals, which is
3: so under that scenario you yeah. own basically a global portfolio and then you got the bonds to give you the the cushion, right? Right.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and and one of the problems that he does not mention, but we've mentioned before, is the fact that the S&P 500 is incredibly overweighted to oh. five companies. Five companies. I just
3: I mentioned this on uh, my podcast last week. Now those five fang stocks yeah. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix. No, M-
2: Microsoft's in there. It's not a fang, but Microsoft, it's
3: in there. The five stocks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I should know the five stocks. You know those five, I'll, stocks. I'll, five big. I'll companies. pull up the names for you, just He'll so you're pull up happy the names. Or... But
3: here's the thing: you need to know about them. Right. Those five stocks. Yeah. When you own the S and P 500, make up almost 25 percent of the index. Remember, the index is capital cap, market capitalization weighted. Right. So the size of the company, the number of shares outstanding times the share price, that is that they have to hold the index in that fashion. So when they own an index fund like that, that's what you got to do. So what, who are we
2: missing? I think we should call it Fama now. Oh, because it's Facebook, Facebook Apple, Amazon, Amazon, Microsoft and the alphabets.
3: Microsoft. That's right. Because Google you see, it's not there. Google anymore. It's the alphabet. It. So got it's it. now it's now Fama. And by the way, here's the risk in owning just the S&P 500. Number one, it's the thing that's gone. Those stocks have gone up far faster than everybody else over the last 10 years. You want to buy something after it's gone up fast? No. Mm, no. no, you want, to buy, the I want to buy the
2: ones that are down and going to Number go up. Number two,
3: you have, you have a huge concentration in one particular industry. I think it's called technology. Uh, right? Let's
2: see. Yes, they're all technology stocks.
3: Yeah, they're all technology stocks. So you have, what, um, 25% in the S&P 500?
2: All is 23, 23. So let's be accurate. In yeah. the total market, because there are more companies across which your sure. money is spread, sure. it's only 10%.
3: Yeah, so now well, you've still decreased a that a little bit. Oh, by the way, speaking of the S&P 500, something, if you're an S&P 500 watcher or if you're paying attention to all this stuff, something that I think is going to be fascinating in the next month and a half, I think by the end of the quarter, the Standard Poor's 500 is going to, I believe, add this certain auto company that's done pretty well for itself as well called Tesla. Oh. And I think the market capital of, capitalization of Tesla is about $300 billion, somewhere in that area. So that means they're to, to move it in. They have to move it in at the, the waiting. That's right. a pretty big company. Yeah. That means they're going to have to sell other stuff. Yeah.
2: To oh, it in. yeah, I forgot about that. Because you've got to raise
3: the cash to do that. If so, Tesla wow, gets big, big enough, big it'll
2: be Fatma.
3: <laughs> you're running into a lot of problems today. I think you should leave it at that. Okay. I'm going to give you the other myths,
2: the other, yeah, the other two me. myths. We're just going to, yep. we're going to, and then we're going to go to the phones. Myth four, U.S. and international stocks are closely correlated. Actually, we talk about this all the time. They're not. Yeah. From 2000 to 2010, international stocks bailed out a diversified investor. From 2010 yep. to 2020, International stocks did not do as well as U.S. stocks. Therefore, they are not closely correlated. Therefore, having that lack of correlation
3: can reduce your volatility. And here's why, by the way, most of the returns, according to the people that study these things, come from the local economy. People oftentimes say, well, if I own Microsoft, Microsoft does 60 percent of its sales outside the country. That means I have exposure to those international markets. No, the professors, again, would tell you, you need to actually have your money invested in companies that are in those economies, in the currencies that they're using. So, no, that doesn't work. And then myth
2: five, market timing is necessary in addition to diversification.
3: This gets back to the whole notion that you need to know when to be in the market and when to be out of the market. And somehow there's some indicator, there's some person, there's a guru, there's somebody that will call you and tell you, hey, guess what, 2008's coming along here pretty quick, so you might want to jump out of stocks being bonds. And then by, say, oh, March of 2009, time to jump back in because the economy is going to take off. Doesn't exist. Doesn't happen. Your asset allocation, your balance between risky things like stocks, less risky things like bonds. That's up to your situation. and has no bearing on what's going on in the market. Really, and, it doesn't.
2: And the only thing I do not like about Dr. Statman's column is this last
3: paragraph. Well, he made it all the way through five pages. He I know we did usually, pretty well. Usually you're on people by first page. He's so talking
2: about diversification versus market timing. And he says that's he basically says diversification is better than market timing. Market timing can make us top investors, but is but is it likely to be un but is likely to be unsuccessful. And then he should have stopped there. But apparently because he wrote this he for the to Wall two more Street paragraphs. Journal, yeah, he, got two he more felt paragraphs. compelled to placate the market timers who read it. So yeah. in his last he paragraph he says That said, oh, that's true. He did say, you know, market timing is unlikely to be successful, he says. But that said, the two approaches can coexist.
3: Well, they can get along, but they don't doesn't make sense to use market time. Okay, if you really have to be a market timer, then you could use. The 100-day moving average, if yeah, you had to. Yeah, but you know what he says, You end so. up
2: with less money. He doesn't even say market timing in the rest of the paragraph. He basically says, buy a dozen or so stocks and just make bets. He basically uses the word bet. Make bets on a handful of stocks you believe will earn extraordinary returns. He
3: just destroyed all the work he'd previously done. And if you believe that, we've got some shares of Hertz and Kodak. We can get you very, very quickly. A lot of people believe those would earn extraordinary <laughs> returns for them. They, they still
2: may. Who knows? 855-935-TALK. Give us a call anytime, actually, but during the show, particularly if you want some conversation where we can talk together. 855-935-8255.
1: Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: With you? And trying to help you with that real money and get you to where you need to be, which for most of us is a great retirement. Really? Isn't that the purpose for most of your money?
3: Generally speaking, that's what you're saving and
2: investing for. It's what you're saving and investing for. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm going, oh, 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 I shouldn't have put off all those things. I was thinking i had time because now it's running out darn it so give us a call before it runs out at 855-935-TALK you'll regret not calling us when we're gone 855-935-8255 sounds, sounds like your, your mother right you'll regret not calling me when i'm gone you'll regret it <laughs> 855-935-8255 <gasps> ha, ha. okay uh jim you're up welcome to talking real money
0: hey good afternoon our time Two questions, if I may. Okay, one yeah, is go ahead. Um, you, you made the comment on the three different funds: a total U.S., a total international, and a total bond fund. Could you give some comments on investing in international bonds? That's the that's the narrow question. Okay. Now here's more of a philosophical yes. question. I thought I'll hang up and let you all just chew on for a little bit and have fun because it's fun to listen to you two and talk about these things. Um,
3: That's very kind. You
0: know, as we
2: he's yeah, being nice. As as he's trying to butter at, you up.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, keep <laughs> hey, going, Jim. Here's my here's my, a quote from Ch- Winston Churchill, one of my favorites. He said, "The chief Me too. evil of capitalism is the unequal distribution of blessings." But he followed that with, the chief evil of socialism is the equal distribution of misery. Um, could you give a little comment on thoughts with regard to... I'll take
3: the last question, and I'll let the Don take, the, more take more the international social, bonds. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll take America's the, I'll take the last question first. And,
0: and what's the effect of that on our lives? Yeah. Hold on, let him... Fit, what, what? Oh, I
3: see. Oh. Okay, he wants to know the, the effect socialism, of going more socialist... Yeah, Well, that's political. No, but it is isn't. it isn't, right? I mean, OK, but let me just I'll, let me restate it in a way that I understand it. I believe I could be wrong. I think there's still North Korea, right? And um, Cuba. You really can't even say that China is communist no, anymore. They're no, that's a market economy. Uh, so there's only two places where it's really it's left. Oh, economy, oh, oh, wait, wait, Venezuela. Yeah, okay. All right. Ben. Okay, so pardon me. Three places. So is capitalism we'll you, perfect? We'll let you in some go, manner? Jim. No. Thanks. thanks for the no, call. No, thanks, Jim. No, but it's worked out better than socialism. So, I, And I don't want to turn the show into that either, by the way. So don't call us and tell me about wealth distribution, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just saying, again, when I look at the globe, I can see that capitalism's worked better than socialism. For a longer period of time. That's my take. Yeah. Political or not. Yeah.
2: But, uh, you know, again, the devil's in the details as to how you right. actually define. For example, you could say, and again, guys, I don't want to get into a political argument, but I'm just throwing this out. You could say that the Nordic countries are socialist. And successfully yeah, yeah, social healthcare.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. You know, so, that Canada the is more social. are market. So. They're market economies, though. Right. They're so, not controlled by the government. But
2: you know, the so. Chinese version is sort of a controlled by the government market economy with a modicum yeah. of socialism. So it's every like everything. This is one of my big problems with the way the human mind works. We like to operate as if there are absolutes. That this is absolutely good, and this is absolutely bad. And the fact of the matter is, the truth is always somewhere between those extremes. It's in the gray area. And it's that's what true. degree of gray you personally find comfortable.
3: Okay, but let's make sure before we go into news here that we give an answer to... On the international uh, bonds? Jim's, the international bonds. <sighs> Here's why we don't use them. Currency. One of my well, one of my that's reasons. one. Yeah, well, I think that's a good reason, too, by the way. We trust the U.S. currency, but we also trust the fact that stocks have made more since 1926 or further back mm-hmm. than bonds. And bonds should be the the ballast, the secure part of the portfolio. And U.S. bonds have been the best place. Well,
2: and the, the reason I mentioned currency is not because of the stability of the U.S. currency. It's because, as Americans, the stable part of our funds should be denominated in dollars because you not only have then the risk of interest rate changes and quality of bonds, but then you have currency risk, that fluctuation in value. Tom
1: and Don are talking real money.
2: Did you know I wrote a book? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I wrote a book about investing. Financial Physics, with an F, How Money and Investing Really Work. It's a short read. It's a really easy read because, well, as you know, investing is way too easy to be this complicated. And it's been on sale for a long time at Amazon. I updated it in 2018 to a new version. But if you don't want to buy it, you can go buy it at Amazon. It's 10 bucks. But if you don't want to buy it, if you want it free, well, you can get it free two ways. One, you can get a PDF copy by going to TalkingRealMoney.com slash free, talkingrealmoney.com slash free. If you don't put in the slash free, you can't find it. The other way is if you have an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac, you can go get an interactive version of the book, a special edition that I made that's actually interactive, that's got videos and motion and things going on. And that's also free. Just look for Financial Physics, F-Y-S-I-C-S, in the apple bookstore or apple books or whatever they call it now or go to talkingrealmoney.com slash free talkingrealmoney.com slash free and i guarantee you'll enjoy the pdf or the ibook or your money back check it out talkingrealmoney.com slash free
1: reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money
2: you don't know how lucky you are that you get news or commercials or whatever during the breaks, because I get to hear Tom whooping and clapping and jumping <laughs> up and down.
3: But tell them why I'm doing that. I
2: have no flipping
3: idea. I, you know, and the reality is, either do I. I just feel good. So he just does this. <laughs>
2: I know. It's because, uh, anyway. it's because he, he actually takes five-hour energy intravenously while I'm sleeping. five-hour energy drip. <laughs> 855-935-TALK. That is our little telephone ditty that you need to punch on your little telephonic device, which I don't know why we even call them That's phones toll-free, anymore. toll-free, by the way. Toll yeah, it's free. toll-free, yeah. like that matters. <laughs> 855-935-8255. Please give us a call. Help us out. Talk to us. Then we can help you. Hey, Jerry, you're next. Welcome to the show. Well,
1: thank you, Questions. Uh, you both seem to be fans of Vanguard, and uh, Fidelity, for example, has index funds
4: that have much lower expense ratios. and yep. They have yep. either comparable or better performance, at least on the one, three, and
1: five-year basis. Uh, the second question I had actually deals
2: with why you're uh, recommending total bond funds as a municipal bond fund. OK, good questions. We're going to we're going to yeah. we're going to bring your volume down, though, because we're getting a Let's wha- 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 take the second one first and then you wha- wha. could take okay. the first one. Sure. Absolutely.
3: Municipal bonds versus a total bond approach. Now, remember, municipal bonds are securities that pay you the interest, but you don't you don't have to pay tax on that interest. A total bond fund makes no they don't care the money comes out and you are going to pay tax on it. So generally the rate of interest is higher with an intermediate term total bond type of fund and very few people we we just did this analysis, right? Don not yeah, long we ago. Did. The number of people that are really affected by having interest that they that they have to pay on the a total bond sort of approach, it's a very small number. So for most people Frankly, especially by the way, in qualified accounts like IRAs, total bond approach has been far, would have been far better than municipal bonds. By the way, municipal bonds have had a very difficult and rocky year. Another article in the Journal today, wondering what it's all going to look like on the other side. That's a prediction. I know. I yeah, know. Yeah, but, yeah, no, but that you so, you
2: hit on an interesting fact in there though, and that is the fact, the fact that municipal bonds are more volatile, and that's one of the reasons that we use bonds is to reduce volatility, not to increase your returns. The Fidelity Total or the the Fidelity Total Bond or the Vanguard Total Bond, either of those, is going to exhibit less volatility based on the massive diversification. Has, exhibited. Has, Has exhibited. yes. And should yeah. in the future. Now, recently, we have actually started mentioning... <laughs> Maya culpa, Maya culpa, No, it's Maya not a mea culpa, really. Right, we, okay. we, we, yeah. One of the reasons why we recommend vt wax all the time or suggest it the vanguard total stock index fund world stock index is because it's one fund it's we, easy it's easy that's the only reason now fidelity's total market and their total international market funds you gotta have two
3: funds they're excellent funds but yeah. here's and what happens right they're cheaper they're cheaper too they are cheaper than the wax they're yep. cheaper but when, and so th- therefore the return should be higher because you just own
2: a okay group but, of stocks but and the, and the group. difference is the difference is a dollar per thousand dollars to like 50 cents per thousand dollars.
3: It's still a small
2: number, either way you cut. Exactly. So down. the reason is because what having the two funds forces investors to do, and most people don't want to be investors. Okay. There are some who do, but the vast majority of people on this planet, they
3: want, do- well, they don't want it. They don't want to have to be. They don't want to be investors that are paying attention. They don't want to have to do anything. Yeah. They just want to put the money in. That's it. Right. I, the nice yeah. thing about the Vanguard is
2: we get nothing from Vanguard or Fidelity. I wanted to mention that. We we'll get do- nothing. No, we get nothing. nothing. Uh, the Vanguard total market and uh, uh, versus the Vanguard total world, world market versus the other two. If you have the other two, every year or so, you do have to rebalance between U.S. and international. It's harder a little bit,
3: but not. We still you, like and them, and I think I think Vanguard's. You own a few more stocks. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. No, right? it's the almost exactly owns, the same number. It's so it eighty eight hundred stocks. Yeah. So you're right, yeah. Jerry. We and by the way, we're. Yes. We're kind of intellectually lazy because we could every time say, well, you could be at Vanguard or you could be at Fidelity, and we don't yes, do that. Yes, we should. Yes. You're right. We you, should. We, so. we,
2: we could. But, you know, yeah. I mean, we I, in the podcast last week, we got chewed out for not recommending like a nine-fund solution like Paul Merriman does. At,
3: and you can go to Paul's website and look at if you want to do nine funds or 12 funds or backflips. It's all there on Paul's site. But it's, it's more work. It. It's more work. Yeah. Yeah, we find That's most it. people just most people don't, don't want, want, to want to do it. right. They don't want to do they don't want to spend the time on it. So they got a right. life.
2: 855-935 talk. Call us. We love these kinds of questions. We really do. We don't take umbrage at them. We love them. 855-935-8255. We we'll talk about anything as as long as it has something to do with money. We're gonna try and avoid going political. We'll be back.
1: Tom and Don are
2: talking real money. You've heard that about 99% of all financial advisors are not always required to act in your best interest. You've probably been pitched financial products by all manner of friends and relatives. And the investing you have done? is probably a hodgepodge of ill-fitting pieces that are doing little to provide the financial security you need. If you're looking for a 100% pure fiduciary, and we'll put that in writing, low-cost, fee-only advisor who always puts you first, give Vestory a call at 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004. Or visit us online at vestory, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y, dot com.
1: (coughs) For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: The other nice thing about not being able to uh, participate during a lot of the show, one of the things is you can't see us, uh, so you don't get to see Tom in his uh, citrus getup.
3: <laughs> I'm getting ready bright to mow the lawn. People love green, those things. Bright orange. Yeah, I know. I love those. No shorts.
2: one's going to hit you, though, and no hunter is going to shoot you. So, Which is good, because I have
3: been mistaken for a moose several times, so I could see how that bear. could happen. So
2: 855-935-TALK. Call us. We'd love to talk with you, just like we're going to talk with Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to the show.
4: Hello. Hello. I have a, Hello. I, <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you. I have Thank a you. question about thieves. Thief. I have um, a five hundred nine for my granddaughter that um, I started when she was uh, about one year old. She's thirteen now, and there's I put a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. There's only thirteen thousand dollars in the uh, value of the account right now. Okay. So I want to transfer it. Needless to say, thirteen years I'm putting in a hundred dollars a month. And I only have thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that doesn't sound, sound very that makes good. Sense? What's it invested it, in?
3: Yeah,
4: uh, it is in um, God. I, oh, I know. know. Merrill no, like Meryl. Meryl. Meryl.
3: Okay, time and to move it. Time, time. That doesn't make any sense because it hasn't made any money in well, That means that they've managed it badly. And by the way, you said 509. <laughs> I think you meant to 529. say 529. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Don, give her a pick here. Oh, Cynthia, Cynthia,
2: Cynthia, this is way too easy. Just go online to my529.com. Mm-hmm. My529.com. Okay. That is the Utah 529 that uses Vanguard and dimensional funds. And you can get an age based fund for her that mm-hmm. would have done, holy cow, probably In 13 years. 13 years, you would have had about uh, 26. I was going to say 25, yeah. Tw- a lot. Even 30,000, possibly. um anyway, that's water under the That's water under the bridge. Get, go, But go there. Get it moved. Get it out of Merrill's grubby little hands and uh, just put it in an age-based fund over there,
3: okay? Very uh, inexpensive, have, easy to manage.
4: I have someone who um, wants to move it for me to Alaska. No. Uh, no nope. Alaska fund. And nope. I think that uh, 4%, is that too much?
2: Uh, yeah, for I, to pay. What's the? Yeah. I gotta look up the Alaska 529. No,
3: that's way too high. Uh, no, because I bet me. in Utah you're paying what Point, half of one percent? No less, less uh, maybe less. less. I mean, it's very, less, very, very expensive. Less, inexpensive. less, less, less. And they do all the work for you.
2: Yeah, it's all managed. I gotta tell you, the one, the the one that we we've checked out a lot of them um we really 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 love the utah one and we really find it easy to deal with and they're very good at what they do so i would absolutely go there um i, I just i'm trying to look up the 529 in alaska but i it would take me a little while they don't have a lot of portfolios either so uh oh they use t-row price no i would definitely not go there
3: the returns have been very cold, oh, from what I'm told, in Alaska. Oh, funny.
2: T. Uh, Rowe price funds are actively managed, and they are more expensive. So, no, 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 I would not go there. Uh, it's going to be a lot cheaper in a Vanguard fund at the Utah plan. Thank you, Cynthia. Good luck with that 13-year-old. And the phone number heres five nine three five talk 855 John, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, John.
1: Good afternoon.
2: Hey, John. Hey. What's up?
1: Hi there. Got a question for you. Um, just got married. No real financial uh, background or anything like that. And I've got about twenty years before retirement. Wife and I have done uh, um, numbers, and we've got about twenty-five to thirty-five k that we can put away in an investment for the next twenty-five years. Um, are we going to? Ha- is there? What would you recommend we throw that in to have some semblance of a retirement?
2: Okay, one, you got time. That's important. You've got time now. If you're in fact, you know for a fact, you and your new wife know for a fact that you will be comfortable if the market drops fifty percent in a year, then it would the wisest thing to do would be invest it all into the stock market. And as we've said, it would be either the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund or a combination of the Fidelity Total Market and the Fidelity Total International Market Fund.
3: But are you participating in? Are you each participating in a retirement plan at work? They said this is money they have now. Oh, this is like cash. They have it now.
1: This is this is this is part of our the income that comes in. Every year we've done the numbers. She's self-employed. I work for a a major telecom, but there's no 401k or anything like that possibility. So we got to put the money away in an investment vehicle ourselves. Like you guys said earlier, don't want to be an investor or anything like that. We want to throw the money in something. And when we retire, know that we're going to have like 50 or 60K per year or something like that. That's going to take care of us.
2: Okay. What you want to do is, again, okay, this is new money. You're going to put 6000 each. Into a Roth IRA, and you want it really simple, so we're going to say Vanguard Total World Stock Index. 6000 each right off the bat immediately. First day, day one. The minute you have that, that with the very first money, that's where it's going to go. Then everything each after one of that. Of you. They, each one of you. Then everything after that is going to go into just a regular brokerage account in the same fund. Done. In, your, in both your names. Done.
3: As Don said, you could do it at Vanguard or at Fidelity. But he wanted it easier. Ah, then Vanguard. And then, no matter what the stock
2: market does, don't touch it. Keep adding. Don't try to time it. Don't go, well, I think I'll wait for the stock market to go down before I put money in. No. And if the stock market does go down, you should be cheering because you have 20-plus years for that money to grow. So if the market goes down, you're buying more for less. Got it?
1: Understood. Is this something All right, you sir. For your for your firm?
2: No. Do it on your own. Go to
3: vanguard.com. That said, if if you call us or if you yeah. email us, we'll show you how to do it. You yep. won't need our help. Right. If you Understood. if you, there's Understood. lots of places on our website with a form if you do that, we'll show you exactly how to do it. Yeah, we
2: do we help have to be everybody figure this out. Yeah. So if you want to call and, and speak with one of our advisors, but no, we're not going to charge you to manage your money because you don't need us at this juncture. Nope. You're just getting started. 855-935-TALK, 855 The call is free, and it's really easy. And, Chris, you're next. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, a couple weeks ago, you were talking
2: about – the problems with rollovers where they want to insist on that they send it to you at your house, and then you have mm-hmm. to turn around and forward it on. I've right. gone through the same hassle. I have an unsecured mailbox on the street. I don't want my mail sitting out there even for a few hours with a big check in it for a rollover. So I found a backdoor way to force them to send it directly to the receiving uh, agency just recently I did a transfer from Fidelity to Vanguard. So, mm-hmm. went to Vanguard, set up the rollover, they give you the instructions, the VTC, and
1: FBO, your name and the address and stuff to send it to. What uh-huh. I do then is I go to Fidelity and change my address to the address of Vanguard. And on the extra <laughs> address line, I, I put
2: in all the VF... Uh-huh. No, that, that, that,
3: it might. That, I don't. I bet you dollars to donuts that would not work at Schwab. But no, it probably Schwab is a
2: pain. But yeah, very hey, he found a he found a trick.
3: <laughs> hey, good for you.
2: Thanks <laughs> for the sure call. Make sure you change it
3: back. Remember form, so that they don't think you all yeah, your Malabre. mail goes there.
2: 935 <laughs> talk is our number. Please call. We'd love to talk with you about your life and your dough. Tom
1: and Don are talking real
2: money. If you're sick of your self-interested financial advisor and are looking for a 100% fiduciary, low-fee investment advisor, call my firm, Vestry, at 800-386-3004 or visit us at vestry.com.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
2: And we've got a new class, an online class coming up that... uh, Tom is screaming in the background. (laughs) He left his mic open. Anyway, he's doing a class. along. You left your mic open, along with Rick Gregorick, called Retirement Beyond, Critical Financial and Legal Steps for Life and Death. It is free, and you can sign up for it right now at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the events button or go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash events.
1: The program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.